Let's get it on. Does that make up? Yeah. Welcome to episode 53 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me are Ian Sharpley. Hello. Matt Cassell. Hello. And special guest Dominic Yossi. Hello. It is Monday night, April 21st. And tonight we built our own super teams. And we're going to break them down. We had some fans of the show um, text us, tweet us, visit us on Facebook and send in their own superhero teams. And uh, we're going to be reading some of those off tonight. But before we get into that good stuff, housekeeping with Ian Sharp. Got right into it, right out of the gate. Right into it. I don't even have time to let the music... Intro music dies, so that's what this filler is for right now. We are an efficient machine. I want there to be at least a little bit of a gap between, you know, the intro music and then housekeeping music, which is going to start about now. Oh, you want me to go now? Yes. Okay. Now's a good time. All of you fans out there to the McSauce podcast know that you can go on Wednesdays and check out our lovely podcast. That's kind of sensual DJ. All of you McSauce fans out there. All the ladies out there. The guys, too. Oh. Didn't know we were that kind of podcast. You haven't? You've been listening for <laughs> 50 plus episodes. Check out the strips on Tuesdays and Fridays. Reviews on Mondays and Thursdays. Like I said, podcast on Wednesdays. Uh, Some of the feedback that we're going to review here today was brought to you by Facebook. So go to Facebook, like the page. You can talk directly to myself and Dominic, who is a moderator on the Facebook page. I am. I need to step my game up a little bit. I'll start posting more stuff on there. It's a good idea. I like it. I'd like to thank everybody who sent along feedback this week, helped us build this show. Everybody that even honestly took a look at our superhero build your own team page, we got about 300 views, which is astronomical for a little teeny tiny homemade show like ours. So thank you everybody who shared it, who liked it, who retweeted, all those good social media type things. But I think tonight we'll just get right into the superhero build your own team challenge so we um there was it wasn't really a challenge you know we don't uh, keep you know, score you know, or score or you know butt heads or you know choose winners on the McSoft podcast unless it's thor the dark world head and shoulders winner all movies correct but tonight we're doing our superhero teams and superhero team is a loose term because we decided to just open it wide open. All kinds of genres, and from what I've heard from some feedback from fans, no one even really paid attention to genres. I think someone's powerhouse was mod, was B. Arthur. (laughs) (laughs) Close to it, but... But the, the general criteria for this podcast is trying to keep... Your five, your, you get to pick a team of five characters, all from genre shows, genre, genre movies, comic books. Um, all nerd properties. Joe Mantegna from Criminal Minds probably shouldn't qualify because he's not in the comic genre. Um, though 
like I said, that stipulation has been tested by a couple people. The interest of fun is the main thing. I think people right. had fun, so we're not going to be sticklers about it. Though our five, our five categories are the leader, the powerhouse, the brains, the wild card, and the heart of the team. So without further ado, which one of you fine gentlemen would like to kick off tonight's podcast and tell us the leader of your preferred superhero team? Paul, I think you should go first. Why don't we let Dominic go first? Special guest Dominic Yossi. The handsome Dominic Yossi. Alright, the leader for my group of superhero teams, um, I avoided the, the major leaders that you would think of. I went with Cyclops. That's that's a leader that I would think of. I went with Cyclops. Much hated leader of the X-Men. Much maligned. Yeah. Murdered in X3. Yeah. I think... Murderer in the comic books. We were talking about... (laughs) True. (laughs) I think we were talking about X-Men 3 on a fireside chat, and multiple people said... Good. He's a dick. It's, Fuck Cyclops. Yeah, I was I was surprised by that because I always liked Cyclops, and like you pointed out, I kind of like Cyclops because everyone's on Wolverine's nuts. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck that guy. Let's give the underdog some love. He's a leader of the team, one of the most popular teams in all of comic bookdom, and he gets no and, time. And, to- Cy- and Cyclops is the good guy. Yeah. And he's your traditional good guy. He's the moral center, and he's going to do the right thing. You know, Wolverine can't be bothered. And he's been uh, the I, guess I'll, I guess I'll come and help you, X-Men, but Cyclops wants to be there. He's involved. He wants to take care of business. He believes he gets, in Xavier's dream. He gets shit on for follows being the too rules. good. Cyclops actually has a tattoo, right? TCB? On his arm? What's TCB? Taking care of business. Taking care of business. I thought so. Yeah. Is that he's, why you picked Cyclops, Don? Because he can take care of business? Yeah. Um, not really. He was the guy I used to pick on the video game when I played in the... Uh, because he has long-range attacks. He's long-range long range attacks. To, you I, get I to like, defeat your enemies from I'm a distance. I'm not a melee guy. I like right. to keep my distance. When you play, like, shoot-em-ups, you're always the sniper, I bet. No. I just kind of run in balls, balls to the wall. Balls to the wall. Contradicting everything Except he style. just said. Exactly. But that's also he first likes... person shooters when you have infinite guys. He recognizes the uh, the good traits and not being balls to the wall. You guys mentioned he like he willingly wants to go into every fight. He always he kinda thinks of like a, a tactical advantage. He kinda figures stuff out ahead of time. You can always he's count been, on he's him. He's been the leader of multiple incarnations of the X Men. He's been the leader of multiple teams, so he has he knows what his team what his players have around him and plays to all of their strengths. Good. I like it. I, I like Cyclops. I've always been a fan. I'm kind of upset that they made him the bad guy in the Marvel universe right now. Yeah, I he's kind of gray area right now. Like he was yeah, he, bad. Yeah, in, yeah. In he's, the, he's the leader of his faction, but he did kill Professor X, which Professor is a pretty. That's a no-no in the X world. <laughs> Can't do that. Yeah. yeah, but in Marvel Comics, it's like, eh, we could just change this next week. And it's such a no-no because multiple people have killed Charles Xavier. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just kind of like 
Keep in mind, multiple Bad people mutants. will kill, kill yeah, Charles Xavier. Matt, would you like to go next? No, I want, I'd like you to go next, actually. Okay. I've I, been, some, I, I, I hear a little apprehension in young Matt's voice. I, I have been intrigued on your leader pick since we announced this thing, and I, ju- I just want to hear it because I'm intrigued. I don't think... Go ahead, Ian. I was going to say, I also have been because I think since we started this, you and I both said that we had our leader picked out and it didn't change from the beginning. And you think that we have the same guy, but I don't think that. So I think it's, I think it's possible we have the same guy. Um, I don't know how you guys don't immediately guess who mine is. That being said, I kept all Green Lanterns out of the superhero team conversation. Do you think that's just out fa- of principle? Do you think that's fair to that's yourself? Because you can have a whole team of just Green Lanterns. I could. Do you think that's fair to your team? That's somebody that you would want on your team, I think. Yeah, and he and Hal Jordan was under consideration for for the powerhouse role. But I also I, I wanted I wanted to branch out. I wanted to to really bring in some different areas that I'm very familiar with. But I'm not so I'm not so attached to. It. I think the team that I put together is a much more interesting team without Hal Jordan on it. Okay. But that being said, I would expect you guys to have a pretty good. Like I think when I say who this is, you're gonna be like, oh, okay. I Are think I, I think. Can I, should I write it down? And and if I'm right, then I'll type it out. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Tell right. me when you're ready. All right. Hold on. This is amazing radio, listening to Matt type on his phone. Well, you can talk, talk amongst yourselves while I, while I type something. I think it's a long name because it's taking Matt off. I know, I'm going... To... Just chill for a second. I'm going to the notes. Um, Multiple letters in this name. Could there possibly be a space, a hyphen, if that... Well, he could be trying yeah, to spell like, Mixel Plus. I'm going I'm to show my friends. That's not who I'm guessing. Like, That's Ian, not who I'm guessing. like Ian said, as soon as, as soon as we decided this was going to be the, the subject for, for the episode and we were going to pick these teams, as soon as we said leader, there were a couple guys that it could I have been. I think that we do have the same one guy. I think we have the same guy. There was one guy that stood out above all others, and that one guy is Optimus Prime. Yes! wasn't right. I had Leonardo. I thought about Leonardo. He was a strong contender. Superman was also in the mix. Um, Captain America, probably. No, no, not Captain America at all. Interesting. Uh, Quicksilver from Silverhawks was in the mix. But only one guy, Optimus Prime, really, that was it. He was the one there at the beginning, there at the end. He has all of those leadership qualities that I just talked about about Cyclops. He is he is into the team. He wants to be there. He is the moral compass. He's there for all of his soldiers. Every Autobot, anyone that needs him, he is available. He is willing to sacrifice, do whatever it takes, and Spike, and Sparkplug, do whatever it takes to get his guys through. Not just to win the battle, but to get his team out safely. To make sure all of his guys come first. And aside from his military background and his, you know, his strategical knowledge, you know, he's he's the good guy. And over fifty-three episodes, I've been a fan of the good guy. 
And few people say that better than Optimus Prime. I also picked Optimus Prime. Unswaying commitment to leadership by example. Uh, level-headed and an excellent field general. Compassionate, as you mentioned, about his soldiers. Never wants to leave anybody behind. Willing to do anything and sacrifice himself no matter the cost. Optimus Prime, as soon as we talked about leader... I see him rolling out there in the Transformers movie, blasting his way through hordes of Decepticons, sacrificing his life. You're going to make me cry? Only to give us Rodimus Prime, so thanks. Uh, I know. What a bad... (laughs) Of of all the Autobots to just blast a hole clean through and kill Megatron once and for all, why didn't he do that? Because he's the leader that we can't be. So Optimus Prime also is my leader. That's why I like it. Matt. You're awful quiet over there. I gotta tell you guys, I went with Optimus Prime also for really. No, I no, fuck. I know you hate Transformers. <laughs> one one thing I one thing I, I did think about once I committed to Optimus Prime was they're really gonna have to have a big headquarters. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, here's a question that I have: Are uh, Transformers sentient beings? I think so. Yes, because that's what it said for years on their. Uh, on the packages, on the toy packages. Okay. They are sentient robots. They said sentient beings able to join the ultimate superhero all-star team. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Mixos approved. Well, you weren't saying that because you don't think they count. Do you, do you think No, no, no. no what, what I'm saying is if they are not, I find it interesting that you guys pick AI as your as your leader uh, to lead what I'm guessing are probably all humanoid type characters for the rest I of the I left people. off any other robot or android characters from my team because I didn't want to put any more on there. But Optimus Prime any more on on there. And <laughs> any others then. Um I didn't want any more on my team. You say you left other robots. <clears throat> I, I left other robots off of my team because I only wanted to have it, he was undeniably the leader of my team, and I couldn't yeah, leave him off. No question. And it, it was after that when I thought about honorable mentions that I was like, "Who do I? Who do I pick?" <coughs> I almost don't. I almost didn't have an honorable mention for leader because he's he's the one. He's the he's the guy. Undisputed. <clears throat> so Matt, why don't you tell us who the leader of your team is? None other than Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, that's a good pick. Interesting pick. What era, Obi-Wan? We're, we're talking lifespan. Lifespan? Obi-Wan, because he... Well, good. I, I think we should probably narrow it down to what... Like, you can't just say lifespan. Like, what era of Obi-Wan are you picking? Well, I, w- I would pick his fighting prowess uh, from, you know, the Clone Wars era. But, I mean, he... The the main thing for me is that he was a general, so he's obviously already a leader, and he led like the biggest armies across the most expansive battlefields in the universe, uh, and he did so successfully. And he also has all kinds of incredible abilities and talents that <clears throat> most of his opponents don't possess. I don't really know if it was part of his idea or yours, but even still from beyond the grave, he still led Luke to go towards yeah. Dagobah. And most importantly, he was willing to sacrifice himself for the cause. 
And so, um, yeah, I'll, I, I'll just go Obi Wan the whole. Has Cyclops ever s- sacrificed himself? Uh, probably. Has. When he Somewhere went along the line, when he went to be a co-star in Superman, in Superman. Returns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I'd guess. Um, but Obi Wan in his prime between Sith and. The New Hope. Yeah, Cl- like he said, too old. Like he said, Clone Wars era. Yeah, I mean, that's when yeah. he was General Kenobi, was in between uh, the Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. So probably in there. I'd like to say that he's probably the most fully functional Jedi that we saw. We saw Anakin, but I still, I think I would almost take Obi-Wan in a fight with his knowledge, his level-headedness, his wisdom. His wisdom. I mean, I, he, I, he, in a way, had things more figured out than even Yoda. Um, you know, Yoda, at one point, acted kind of immature when he didn't want to train Luke, just because he was angry. His adaptability in all circumstances. Yeah. Five-tool player. His yeah, bravery. His, his, his uh, power skill set, like you mentioned before, he can do a lot of crazy stuff. He can sing, dance, act. <laughs> yep. That's the trifecta, really. It really is. Mm-hmm. He's the Justin Timberlake of the Star Wars universe. He really is. So there, that's my leader. It's a good leader, Matt. That's a good. Pick. He'll he'll take my that's team. An, that's and, an inspired pick. Like thank you, that. thank you. I'd like to say, oh, of course, Matt picked the Star Wars guy, but that's good. That's a, I, I, that would play the strength. That wouldn't be the Star Wars guy that I would have expected. At some point today, I had Obi Wan hovering around on my team, F- force levitating, really. <laughs> <laughs> He was in the uh, the prison that Dooku had him in in Attack of the Clones. Blue <laughs> minor team. And I was like, no, and I swiped them away into the trash can with my fingers. Before we move on to the powerhouses of the team, why don't we read a fan team? And um, I think you guys have those. Uh, one of the fan teams we got was from Michael Paul McMillan. Uh, his whole team consisted of Captain America. Batman, Iron Man, Spider-Man, and Black Widow. Spider-Man's the wild card? Or is Black Widow the wild card? I'm not Black going to be the wild card. Based off the thread. Um, we, I've I'm, been putting, I'm probably in the same winning heart last. Maybe I did that wrong. I had heart backslash underdog and as then, fourth okay. and then wild card. Yeah, as the the, according spot. to the Facebook page, it was leader, powerhouse, brain, heart underdog, Wild card. Uh, Mr. So McMillan? I'll probably say that McMillan went with Black Widow as the wild card. Fan of the Marvel Universe. Spider Man as your heart, heart wild card, or as your heart underdog. That's a that's a big team. It's a good team. That's, that's a good team. I like Black Widow as the wild card. Yeah. 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 All star team. I probably would prefer. Like, if, if you have those first four, I would probably prefer your wild card to also have a heavier power set. But. But I don't think, I think sometimes if you have, uh, she gets busy, if you have that, then it'll balance it all out. (laughs) Free sex balances it all out. (laughs) Completely. (laughs) Well done, Mr. McMillan. Um, Dom, lead us off in the powerhouse talk. Oh, my powerhouse talk. Bring my memo back up. I went with, uh, my powerhouse, I went out of the... Uh, trade series preacher, and I went with the Saint of Killers. Oh, 
We, yeah, we, talk, we nice. talked about this on Saturday, and I was I was open about what my muscle was going to be. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the the Saint of Killers is essentially God's vengeance. God's hitman. If in, God wants you dead, he sends this He guy. is unkillable. My point to this is that it's sort of a gray area. It's not like he is necessarily a good guy. I guess he's not really a bad guy. He's more of a tool, which I guess if you're the powerhouse, that's okay. Really gray area. But... I think gray area characters can be on his team. And like the argument I made in the Preacher series, he is a gray area guy. Like, he's not Star, who, or, um, Air, he's, like, he's he, not the clear bad guy. He's, yeah, that's Air Star. Yeah, he's on, he's, he has a job. He has a mission. Yeah. Kill Jesse Custer. But then him and Jesse work it out. He's not really a bad guy anymore. I don't know if he'd be the most friendly guy on the team. I don't know if he's gonna, you know. But if you want muscle, if you got some guy who monitor duty, no. If you got some guy who's good at taking orders, which or which if you have work. a guy like Cyclops that's good at giving orders, yeah, then he and the Saint of Killers are a match made in uh, purgatory, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's where Cyclops, having years and years and decades uh, of dealing with that little furry, dealing around, because. The Saint of Killers never gets... He never gets killed. He just kind of... Well, you know, he's he takes already... Care of business. Yeah, he's, he's already dead. dead so. But he takes care of his business in a way, and then he just rides off into the sunset. Yeah. I mean, there, he, there's no he, killing this guy. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't he unkillable? Because bullets just bounce off of him? I think they just go through him. Yeah, he's an impenetrable. And he never misses never misses a shot yeah. with his twin Colt revolvers. So that is a pretty good powerhouse inspired pick. Inspired pick. Thank you. Inspired. Paul, do you want to go with your powerhouse then? Sure, I'll go with my powerhouse. And I picked Hellboy. Wow. Ooh, interesting. Um, big, nearly indestructible. He has that hand. The right hand of doom, which is indestructible. Uh, he can also call on the powers of hell. He has some some magic on his side that he can he can dabble in if, if the uh, situation needs it. And he's just bruising. I mean, you send him into any situation, and he will relentlessly throw down. Doesn't matter who it is. He's not scared. He's not going to worry about it. He's going to go take care of business. And like Optimus Prime, compassionate. Doesn't show it on the outside. No, he he is. But he yeah. will. He will take care of things before the rest of his team, before putting the rest of his team in arm's way. That is a good pick. No, no, no that was another one. Once I, once I thought powerhouse, it, it really came down to Hellboy or He-Man. Yeah, I had a hard time with powerhouse. I, looking through my powerhouse characters, I was like, I don't think I really like strong, powerful characters. That that's their thing. I'm not a big. Hulk or Thing Guy or you know, but Hellboy's a pretty inspired pick, I think. I like it. I like. It. I thought about He Man, but I was like, eh, I don't know. I think Hellboy's more durable. Mm-hmm. I was kind of wondering about He Man because he has the moniker of the strongest man in the, the most powerful man yeah, in the universe. universe. That's yeah. that's quite a statement. Yeah. And he really isn't right. I mean, like, there's no. He is. So like. In the universe, which has it's been established that that is part of the DCU recently, correct? 
Is he as strong? Is he as strong as Superman? They did. They did not go head to head. Did they have? They a- did. He killed Superman. With the sword, oh, he, power. Yeah, with the sword oh, power. really? Yeah, right. Well, then that answers everyone's Hello. question. <clears throat> Debate over. <laughs> Why did you not pick He Man? Um, I, I, I like I like the Hellboy character a little better. I think he he brings a little more to a team. As I was going into building the team, I was thinking about <laughs> Paul's superhero team, the sitcom. <laughs> well, you made a good point before we started recording about if you were to write this team, this is the team that you'd like to write. So that, I think yeah, that's I was, a good. I was thinking about who 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 would be the most the most enjoyable. And aside from that, Hellboy's Hellboy all the time. If you catch He Man as Prince Adam, I mean that really leaves a hole in the team. Big weakness. But you don't have that issue with Hellboy, so that's why doesn't he just stay He Man all the time? Um, because it was the eighties and he needed a secret identity. Okay. Ian Powerhouse. Like I said before, uh, I didn't really I don't really gravitate to the strong powerful characters um, but one that I always do feel is uh, is an appealing character and has some traits from another character that's classically pretty strong we mentioned before uh, my powerhouse is power girl it's in the name right there <laughs> has all the Kryptonian powers of Superman uh, flight super strength um Cold breath, mind erasing kisses. We'll say. Ooh, also, so. also comes with Ooh. boob window. <laughs> yeah, I mean, boob window is the selling point. She also um, is an accomplished businesswoman and is regarded as a first-rate scientist. She can take care of the team's financials. So, in- why did you put quote marks around the word financials? <laughs> I didn't. I, I touched my shoulder. I did. I didn't. I was. I, was, I know. I was just fucking. I was with wondering you. if you were going to have like a financial backer on the team to to fund our team or not. I thought that would have been a fun one to do as well. Maybe maybe, maybe next time. Throw maybe like Richie Rich in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, whenever whenever I I initially went down my list and <clears throat> I looked at it and I was like, these are all white dudes. Not that Optimus Prime is a white dude. Well, that's what you would see. But I, I had I had no chicks on the team, so when I started thinking about you know different the, the different categories, I was like, all right, well, where can I where can I get some some females on this team? And um, Power Girl and Supergirl, you know, I thought of both for the, the Wonder Woman category. was a consideration yeah. um, be, because I wasn't really considering putting Superman on there, but that power set is pretty appealing. Power Girl, somebody else, you know, this team would be fun for me to draw as well. Just like you were saying, a team that's fun to write, Power Girl, I always like drawing her, so. Why? What's so... Boob window, sir. Ah. Boob window. Cleavage. Unrealistic cleavage. So now, why don't you you tell us who your powerhouse is? Well, you know, I I thought about putting the Hulk as my powerhouse because nothing is stronger than the Hulk. I always think, well, who else can lift a mountain? Superman. Yeah, maybe. Power Girl. Nina. Optimus Prime. <laughs> Probably not Optimus Prime. Uh, and while I think the Hulk is incredibly powerful, and I'm not sure that he wouldn't defeat Superman, um, I think a more powerful character... 
is the Silver Surfer. He has the power cosmic. Uh, not only that, he is not like a leader, so there would be no conflict where you have your most powerful trying to like take control of the team and you know um, become leader based on their their uh, powers. Um, I was just reading exactly what the power cosmic entails. I mean, it's it's godlike abilities almost. Um, I always think of it as Jack Kirby style energy blasts. Well, it is that it's um, it allows him to teleport through hyperspace. The distances he can teleport are almost limitless. He has full mental and physical control over his power cosmic, which is why. It cannot be taken by siphoning mutants. Um, he so if he came in contact with say like can, a leech or somebody or like rogue. that or rogue, that would keep your powerhouse intact. Because yeah, he has the ability to absorb and tap ambient cosmic energy into his body at will. What and does ex- that mean? It means that he can absorb the the power cosmic. For, he gets it from Galactus. Galactus is who provided him the power. I don't know exactly what sustains that at this point since he essentially broke off from Galactus, but obviously something does. Um, <clears throat> spell those energy energies violently or in more subtle ways. He can change beams of energy or he can channel beams of energy through his hands with sufficient destructive force to destroy a planet or wield the energies with such finesse as to restructure the molecules of the natural dyes within a plant to change its color. He can rearrange matter to create other configurations and can even transmute elements such as turning a steel napkin holder into solid gold or tons of rock into harmless gas. Mm. I mean, like, so... Pretty good powerhouse there, I guess. Yeah. Very under the radar. And and he's very, like, low-key, and I feel like he would be good to, to have on your team to lead. You could lead him. Yeah. And have him do your bidding. Much the way Galactus used to have him destroy planets. Well, I guess he kind of killed all the life on the planets, and then Galactus came and ate it. Yeah, is that what happened? I think so. I would think Galactus would, would want all that life on the planet, because he's taking that life energy. Well, maybe maybe Surfer just uh, went and found them. He was the, the Herald. I got a good one for you. Yeah. And because he had that speed, he was able to, you know... Travel from galaxy to galaxy. Silver Surfer is actually, it's pretty unconventional powerhouse because you don't think of him as such a powerhouse just because he's a slender, slender build character. He's unassuming to look at him. Uh, Surfer is probably a slacker. Yeah, like he smokes a lot of pot from what I understand. I mean, I almost thought about putting Galactus as my powerhouse, but I thought, eh, that's just (laughs) kind of stupid. I mean, let's, let's try to be real here. I mean, like, I think I need a big headquarters for Optimus Prime. Yeah. And I never buy Galactus is a horde of bugs. Galactus is, like, a three-planet-tall guy. Dude. With a really kicking crown hat. Right. I'm all for... If they bring him into the new FF movie, by the way, I'm all for redesigning the way he looks, but not as a cloud. Yeah, I I think, actually... They would be best served as just going with the Jack Kirby inspired design. Really? See if you can pull that off. Uh, that's that's not, it'd be possible to pull I, off. I wouldn't hate to see the Watcher 
actually looking the way he does. Yeah. But, but the, just Galactus with the purpley purple. I don't know, man. Well, it would be like an almost black purple. Oh, well, then it's okay. You can kind of see him coming out of the distance. Like, there's Mars. Maybe, and maybe. What's maybe. that behind Mars? That's a it's big, a big ass dude. <laughs> what's he walking? Nobody knows. <laughs> he floats like Obi-Wan. I, but <laughs> would he like float, or do you think I'd I'd see him, see him taking, taking steps, steps. Space in space? Yeah, I think mean, you would yeah. space steps. I do. That's what space I see. See, I see him. Steps. I see him floating, just like that's cut. That's arms so, down, just that's, floating, that's like so, he's on a flat escalator. That's so fruity. <laughs> <laughs> it's more menacing if it's giant space steps. I think I like space. I steps. know there's no ground in space, but let's make space ground. Well, I think if you're you know, a three planets tall guy. Then you know, we Maybe can probably invent gen- some science. He generates like a plank in front of him, like, and it like trembles the universe. So yeah, yeah Silver Surfer's my guy. Silver Surfer's my powerhouse. Pretty solid. And you want to read us a fan super team? I certainly will. Teresa Yossi or Teresa Barker? I'm sorry. Dom's. Little sister sent along her superhero team. Leaders: Batman, money, brains, technology, strength. It's a lot of things. Batman brings a lot to the table. He sure does. Powerhouse, but he, the- he keeps it all in his utility belt. He no does. Problem. He can just break it all <laughs> on out there. The powerhouse is the Hulk. The brain is Data from Star Trek: oh, The Next cool. Generation. Inspired. Ooh. The heart is Dumbledore from Harry Potter. Mm. Plus, he has magic. True. True. I mean, Data's going to get killed in a quick second. And then the wild card is the the Khaleesi from Game of Thrones. She comes with an army of dragons. Three dragons and an army. Oh. An army. Oh, an army and dragons. I read that wrong, so. But the dragons are hard to control, so wild card. Wild card. Interesting, interesting. Thank you, you Teresa, for uh, keeping data it. back at the base. I like the Dumbledore. The man's not very adorable. Yeah, I like yeah, the Dumbledore. I, like the Dumbledore too. Too. I can tell Ian liked that one too. Dumbledore's got a Dumbledore's got a little power set on him that shouldn't be trifled with. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that she considered magic onto the team. I think that's an important aspect of these teams. I agree. I'm in agreement. Dom brains. Who are um, your brains? Brains. The brains on my team, I went with Yoda. Oh. Very Star Wars-y of you. And I went with Yoda as the brains on my team. Um, is Yoda technical smart, or is he philosophy smart? I think he's philosophy smart. Like, is, is Yoda going to build you... Uh, like a thermonuclear reactor if you need one. Well, no. Or an arc reactor to save someone's life. But you don't always need those kind of brains. Sometimes you need, like, uh, spiritual brains. So going, going into the team... Spiritual brains? I, I was looking at, at brains as, like, the tech guy. Well, that's okay. open to I, interpretation. I, I, I just walked in. I went with wisdom. I went with who's... That could be even more valuable than science. Could be, it could be, especially if you don't need anyone to build anything. Yes, but who knows? Maybe there are other players on his team, other team members that can build. I mean, things, and they don't necessarily have to be the brains. 
maybe they're they're wild cards. Who's your powerhouse though? My powerhouse was the Saint of Killers. He's not building anything. <laughs> no, I'm not building anything. So far, him and Cyclops aren't good with a wrench. Bob, <laughs> so I hope one of your next two is Forge. <laughs> Part of your team is Forge. That team gets killed instantly. <laughs> a lot of friendly fire. Yoda Yoda brings also brings a lot a lot to the table. He doesn't come with my interpretation I would of say brains and tech. But Yoda's he does more of like a heart pick, pick, I would say. Yeah, I would, he can move I would some people around, fire some people. <laughs> no, I, I, went with, I went with Wisdom. Yoda's the guy that you, that you can rally around. Yoda would even be a good leader, I think. I think so. He brings a yeah, he's, yeah, he he brings a lot to the table. I just don't think he brings brains tech tech brains to the table. No, not definitely not tech brains. He can't make a lightsaber. He can't. He can't. And with all that force knowledge, he can probably just read a book real fast. That's how you read books. Read, your hand a little bit. I think read isn't that down, Johnny Five that reads books like that? Input. 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 Yeah. I can't wait till one of you idiots has Johnny Five on the... Because I, I know Aww. somebody does. I know it. So. So. That would be you. Next. Uh, brains? Brain. And I went back and forth with this a little bit. And Ian, and I, ex- I explained this to you. I wasn't going to pick this person because it's untraditional. And I wanted to give the listening audience people that they knew. I don't no, want them to have really to nice do any it. research. And you know, I wanted people to immediately recognize a character and know who they are. Oh, yeah. Uh, but when it really came down to it, I had a couple honorable mentions, a couple backups for this position. But in the, you know, in the, in the realm of characters I would like to see interacting together and characters I would like to write, my brains is Walter Bishop... From Fringe. Great pick. That's not bad at all. Thank you. Um, he may not be the. I think he's he's the subtle wisdom pick. Um. He was a. Uh, who plays him in that show? Well, uh, Walter John Noble. John Noble's the actor. He played Denethor in uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, he played Walter Bishop on on four seasons of Fringe. Really quirky, uh, kind of um, kind of autistic. Doesn't really have all, all of his shit together. He was put through a lot of a lot of you know a lot of crap. Um, I don't know if it's autism. It's no, more it's of a, it's all the experimentation and drug use that he was wrapped up in that damaged maybe some of his his uh, you know. Yeah, but they also fucked with him in the state. prison before you start the show. So, yeah, do you want Walter from our Earth, or do you want? I don't. I don't want Walter Nit. Walter Nit. I want. I want the the Walter Bishop, the quirky, weird Twizzler eating Walter Bishop. Uh, he's very. He's smart. He's a tech guy. He's going to be able to build whatever you need. He also has a heavy biology background, so he can fix Hellboy and Optimus Prime if if need be. The problem with Walter Bishop is that he's human and he can't go on the field. He's going to have to stay in the bunker, do everything remotely. But Walter in, the sh- in Fringe, that is 
agoraphobic anyway. So a lot of the time, he has one of the field agents tap him into Skype so he can see what's happening. So he can be there without really being there. Right. Walter also provides comedic relief. It brings a, 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 a little bit of levity to the show. You know, in Fringe, he he had them bring in a cow to the to the you know Fringe uh, research lab for research, and then just kept it around because he liked it. So I think Walter brings a lot of different things. He also has has he's so goofy you don't expect the deep wisdom, the deep deep philosophy to come out of him, but he has that buried deep in him, and he'll drop those nuggets. Yeah. Without really realizing that's what he's telling you. And then you get back into Fringe. I watched the first season, and and that's, I know, when it gets good, because that's when they give you the first taste of ultimate reality. Yeah, great, great show. Great show. Died died an early death, um, but maybe, maybe that's better for it. And maybe we wouldn't get, you know, Armageddon too early like we did with Supernatural. So that's my tech, Walter Bishop. Ian, Brains. I've also gone back and forth with the brains. Um, I wasn't sure about some of the different ways that I wanted to lean. Uh, I referenced magic before. I thought that maybe that would be an important thing. Maybe I could fill that in at another junction. Um, I went with science officer Spock as my brains. Um, you know, supremely logical about things. Although, I'm going to go with the the newer version, not the Leonard Nimoy version. I'm going to go with the updated, mm-hmm. a little bit more human, a little more compassion to the decisions that he makes. A little more badass. Should still probably stay in the headquarters. Should, but still has the option <laughs> of getting out there and mixing it up. Uh, it's, he clearly can. Knows his way around. Phaser. Not as frail as Walter Bishop. <laughs> or Data. Not, not, not quite. Not quite. Well, can't he just hang out on uh, Optimus' cab? Just like, you know, hang out like right behind the... Uh, I figure he could drive Optimus' yeah. cab. Yeah. yeah, you need a driver right there or something. So I think that uh, Spock balances out my team pretty pretty well. But Brain was a hard one. Um, it, it's, it's difficult because there are different, as we learn with Yoda, <laughs> there are different interpretations of of what that yeah. category means. So I think I think your brains is like my brain was like tech brains, like science brains. Dom was like philosophy brains, but Spock seems more of strategy brains. Yeah, it's a little bit of that, but he also I mean he's clearly well versed in science. He is the science mm-hmm. officer. So more like geology science. Yeah. The fake science. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Also has a handy dandy Vulcan neck pinch. <laughs> so I think he'll be able to. When he goes there. up against Megatron. Oh, gotcha! <laughs> but that's the thing, he doesn't have to. That's why I got Optimus Prime there, Power Girl. So Just in case you need to take on a big robot, you've got the option that's not Spock <laughs> or Walter Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> or Data. Jesus. You're not like a Data, huh? Um, no, it's 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 cool. I like it. I like it for these purposes, but I'm probably not as efficient as uh, probably the same efficiency as, as Walter Bishop. Like he's gonna get killed super fast. But that's the beauty of building these teams. You can have you know them kind of front loaded, where you have all these strong characters, where you have the luxury of leaving somebody back at the base, and they don't have to go out there. But if there's a mission that requires somebody sneaking around or not being a giant fucking robot. Box your guy. 
I like it. Matt? Brains? We have three different kinds of brains tonight. Yeah. What's your kind of brain? The Ian kind. Oh, brains. Strategy brains. Strategy. Strategy brains. Now, I know I'm going to get shit for this because I went back to Star Wars. I'm finished drinking. But I, I chose Grand Admiral Thrawn for my... Grand Admiral. For my Ooh, I like brains. That. Now, for those unfamiliar, Very Grand Admiral Thrawn is? He is uh, one of the expanded universe characters. Probably the most famous expanded universe character in the Star Wars universe. Blue guy, alien on his shoulder. Yeah. He was within the context of the Star Wars saga... He existed during, you know, the the Battle of Endor, Return of the Jedi, but he commanded a fleet in far off, like, outer rim space. He was not a part of the big overall conflict for political reasons, and I think it had to do with, like, his race, actually. And uh, after the Empire is defeated in Return of the Jedi, Grand Admiral Thrawn assumes command of what's left of the Imperial Navy, and he takes on the New Republic and he he could have defeated them but I guess he was betrayed by his his bodyguard ultimately and, and he was killed but um, he had completely outmaneuvered and outsmarted every opponent that he fought against he was like undefeated in naval combat um, because he was able to think on a level like more philosophically than any of his opponents and his opponents just simply couldn't think on his level and he would just defeat them every, in every encounter so um, he he basically would create uh, scenarios where his opponents couldn't win so if he's leading my team into battle my team of Silver Surfer and Obi-Wan Kenobi and the other people that I haven't mentioned Very yet. space-centric so far. Your team is ready to go intergalactic battle style. Yes. Tear some shit up. Yes, it is. My question about Grand Admiral Thrawn is, is he a good guy or a bad guy? He's evil. He's evil. Oh, was I not allowed to pick bad guys? You can. You can. Well, it, l- let me clarify. Grand Admiral Thrawn wasn't exactly what I would consider an evil character. He was more interested in the cause um, you know, he wasn't like the Emperor where he just wanted... Well, I guess he did want supreme power. But not... It wasn't like this... He, he wanted more the Empire to have power because that's who he worked for. Whereas the Emperor was just about feeding his own personal power. Um, so for a good cause, Thrawn could be turned to... Uh, I think so. I, I would believe so, yeah. Yeah, because he was never really in it for personal gain. He was just in it for the cause. Yeah. So I think depending on how you look at it, all that military training can still be used for whatever your cause is. So the rebellion wins. They take out the Empire, and they're like, hey, you're a really good Grand Admiral. We've got a job for you. It's still keeping the universe, you know, straight up the way you like it. You want to do it? And they'll be like, eh, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, he was kind of like, if you want to compare it to real history... Maybe like uh, General Lee in the Civil War, you know, because like, in, in apparently the the Union, the North went to him initially and asked if he wanted to lead the um, the 
the Union Army, and he respectfully declined because he was from Virginia, which was part of the Confederacy, and he joined that army instead, more out of, like, obligation or duty. Um, so depending on what his cause is, he'll, he'll support it to the end. And he'll do it with grace. And not only that, he also would, like, accept perspectives from subordinates. Uh, and, and he just had a very um, kind of, like, unorthodox method of, of coming up with his strategies based on well, he, culture and art. He had that little guy on his shoulder, that little creature. It, it put him in a force bubble. Yeah. It was, yeah. It so you couldn't manipulate him at all. And if you came by with your force abilities, they would wane down. Right. Uh, so yeah, so it kind of kind of put him in a like a like a force field. So he knew that the Empire had Luke and Leia, who was still early with her powers, and he gathered up all those little creatures and put them on his ship. That way, Luke was pretty deemed worthless so, while there. And or Yoda, the brains of your team. Correct. Yes, am I? That's just the brain. That's just the yeah. Well, I mean, no, isn't that what we do around here? That is true. That's my brains, tactical, <clears throat> not tech. Right. Do we have a fancy? Yes. Uh, Kendaluka added. Uh, leader is Thanos. Powerhouse Pretty is power. yeah. Is a, Pretty powerful. Pretty powerful leader. Also, this is a good guy. This is a villain team. Isn't Thanos pretty much always a bad dude? Yeah. Maybe he can be swayed. Possibly. Powerhouse Thor. Rain. I gave Thor, Thor the Dark World version of Thor. Absolutely. A uh, the only Thor there is. Some some strong consideration. Uh, Brain, also one of on my running. I he had Charles Xavier. Good brain. Guy uses his brain as a as a weapon. Heart <laughs> underdog. He had Luke Skywalker. That's good. Solid heart underdog. Good. And as the wild card, he chose Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Usually a bad guy, but still usually villainous. Yes, there but- won't be. Any contrasting opinions between him and Thanos? No. <clears throat> it seems Doctor like Doom they've went to fight Thanos in the Infinity Gauntlet. Luke Skywalker and Thor are working under protest here. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Ken, for submitting. I love the. Team. I love the contrast of super evil guys again with super good guys. guys. <laughs> the best guys you can get, <laughs> Thor and. Luke Skywalker. We move on now to the uh, the heart of the team. Heart or underdog, Dominic. All right, this can probably be traded if you guys want. You can flip flop. This is your you team, sir. This you is my what? team. My heart. I chose Martian Manheim. Oh, excellent team player. Only good as a team player. Doesn't do well in starring work. I chose Martian Manhunt. Pretty much all the same abilities as Superman to a point. And more. And more. He's green, too. 
Mm-hmm. That's the color. And when he becomes a human, black. black. So, diversity. <laughs> so, did you have a particular version of Martian Manhunter? Justice League Unlimited, the TV show, the cartoon. The best version of Martian Manhunter. Quiet, introspective. Probably good. be another good, like a, a good field general out there, just back there. Should the leader fall? Should the leader need to get another team out there? Then he's a good. Yeah, John Jones support. is a good second in command guy. Yeah, and as you mentioned, really powerful skill set. Can uh, you know, change shape, shape, shape. What? Shift shape, shape, shift, shape, shift, shape, shift, shift, shape, shift, shift, shape, shift, shape. He's a shifty shaper. He's shifty. Who's your leader, Tom? My leader was Cyclops. Think Martian Manhunter's going to take any orders from Cyclops? Yeah, probably. Cyclops has an authoritative presence. He does. Yeah, he's not just going in and blowing off the hand. What happens if if Cyclops becomes misguided as he was during Avengers versus X Men? What does Martian Manhunter do? How does he step up and deal with that? Or stop. does he? You shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> he would get into his mind and try to stop whatever was happening. And if he took over, he would I subvert leadership. Martian lobotomy. Shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like he should be the brain because he's messing with people's brains? Which is why I said if you if we wanted to flip that I and think make Manhunter my brain, yeah, let's flip that. That makes sense. Fair enough. Okay. Well, then that's Wait, why you made the Manhunter the wild card. No, no, Manhunter no, no, heart. Heart, heart. We're flipping heart. We're flipping heart. And Yoda and Yoda. Okay. Which is why Yoda makes a great right. underdog. So I'm done with my. Fair. Oh. Heart. Uh, for my heart, I chose Animal Man. Animal Man. Because he has he has the heart of many animals. Animal the heart Man, of a lion. Buddy Baker. He's got the heart of whatever animal you want. Heart of a lion, eye of the tiger. He's usually the underdog. He's very even keel. He's rational. He's not going to fly off the handle. He's the guy that can that can get the rest of the team to chill the fuck out. Get everyone refocused. Get everyone to fall back into their roles and go out. Get the job done. Guy's guy. Very likable. Fairly large power set. He can handle himself, take care of himself. And, uh, yeah, I like Animal Man. And in particular, the Jeff Lemire Animal Man from the New 52. Not the wacky Grant Morrison from the early 90s Animal Man. Not wacky Grant Morrison Animal Man. Animal Man is just a good, good solid guy. Good regular guy. And he takes off the cape and cow. It's a normal, normal guy. Sometimes you need that. Anyone can get behind him. Anyone can relate to him. That's a good pick, I'd say. So why don't you give us your heart pick? My heart pick, uh, I went... I know that it, we've, we've stuck to movies and comic books pretty pretty firmly here. I went off the grid a little bit. And I guess you want TV with your, uh, your brain. I went in a different direction. I went with the, uh, the hero of time... Hyrule's own Link from the Legend of Zelda series. Very interesting pick. Very nice. Uh, It's quest to save the princess through different 
time spans and different legends and incarnations, everything. It, he's always presented as a pretty humble character, um, uh, someone that s- just strives to uh, to do good things and the right thing by the people of Hyrule. Um, not really an overly powerful character. Or good with the sword. Good with the sword. Not really physically gifted in any other way. Kind of an everyman, just like Animal Man. He can play the shit and out of a flute, though, can't he? He's got the Ocarina of Time. He has a whole bunch of different gifts that he can assemble. Carries a lot of shit around with him. He mm-hmm. has that, that boomerang. And there's a horse. He throws also. bombs, I believe. He does have bombs that he throws. He can collect fairies. We are versatile. What's important? Goes along with playing the flute. That's true. But uh yeah, I think that he's he's sort of sort of an everyman type character. I agree. I agree. Good good inspired pick. Went off off the reservation for Link of Hyrule. Matt? I I also went off the reservation. I picked Spider Man. See, I don't think that that's so off the reservation. It's not really not at all. It almost is it, it's, the it's quintessential, almost, like, heart pick. You know, yeah, right. And sometimes I was thinking I, I want to be creative with my picks. And also accurate, but creative. But Spider-Man was such a no-brainer to me. Like, he <laughs> yeah. just... It was too perfect. He is... Um, in a lot of ways, who we all aspire to be, given his personal tragedies that he continues to endure at the cost of wearing the spider costume. At the cost of being written by Dan Slott. Well, that too. But that's on another level. But he... He still maintains his sense of humor. Uh, He still maintains his... uh, his sense of responsibility in, in the face of great loss. And, uh, and it's, we're not just talking Uncle Ben's death. We're talking like multiple friends and allies and girlfriends and wives and realities. And yet he still keeps coming back for more. Um, he's resilient. He's, he is a resilient guy. He's very much Rocky for. He's a of guy the Marvel that can show universe. the other guys how to keep fighting. Exactly. If he, this guy's going, we're going. He can lead by example, and also if the rest of the team has a sense of humor, they'll appreciate what he brings, the levity that he brings. Mm-hmm. Although when I think about the team that I've assembled so far, I'm not sure that there's a whole lot of... Those dudes aren't laughing about yeah, anything. Not a ton of humor. You know, <laughs> Obi-Wan's got a little bit of a sly sense of humor, but... And that's Grand Admiral humor. And that's where and that's where the character dynamics play in because Spider Man's gonna work best when he's funny wisecrack against, you know, the the stone faced guy. Stone faced general right. right. That is comedic gold. So, One thing about him also in the dynamic of your team. His intelligence. He has scientific intelligence. He does have. I hadn't even we, considered that. So, you know, we have you tactical. Necess- yeah, you don't need as much in the brain department. He, he brings quite a skill set with him. I, I feel like Spider-Man tends to be a little underrated sometimes. Almost forgotten exactly how physically strong he is. How incredibly brilliant he is. Uh, I almost feel like the heart 
of the characters, the thing that people always recognize, which is saying a lot, considering how incredibly strong he is. I feel like Spider-Man's brains and you know, just his, his science wizardry is really swept under the rug, just like Batman's detective skills. Sometimes, you know, yeah. I think in most of the books that have come out over the last 70 years, you don't really get to see that side of that character. Certainly didn't get to see Batman be a detective in the Chris Nolan universe. I disagree with the Spider-Man brains aspect. I think that recently, and it even goes back to the JMS stuff, um, they really have focused on, hey, this dude's really smart, and that's a big part of who he is. Uh, I think that that's been kind of pushed forward a lot in more. recent stuff? Because the last, like, I, I haven't read a lot of Spider-Man, the last time I remember the smart stuff being pushed forward is Civil War. Whenever him and Tony were like, oh, we're big brains and we're into the science stuff together. Even in, in the movies now. Even in the uh, upcoming Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, but is that more of a, this guy's really smart, or is it, this guy's into science? I think it's this guy's really smart, but I could be wrong. I think that he is shown to be even smarter in the in the reboot of Spider-Man versus what he was in the Raimi ones. I feel like he was more into science in the Raimi versions, whereas in this one, he's more like he gets it. He's harnessing it. Because in the Raimi movies, the, the organic webbing, whereas with this one, it seems like he has to build more things and yeah. be more involved, hands-on involved with being Spider-Man. I still want to know how he built that costume. Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> My very, God. Very good tailor. It's incredible. It looks great. He must... You know what? I bet he cosplays. I think that's what it is. He's already had it? E- either that or... I have spider Or he's... he's he his costume the most. He either cosplays and he already had it, or he... You know, dresses as other characters, and he just applied it. You know, his skills to his new suit. Big crafter. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Matt, that's a good hard pick. I don't think any of us can dispute Spider-Man. Nope. The ultimate hard pick, I think it is. Ian, why don't you read us another another fan team before we get into our last picks? And we're gonna. I think we're gonna have a couple of fan teams here. As people that listen to this show, the fans know, they probably also are aware of that old comic smell, and Jody from that old comic smell lent some ideas, a very extensive uh, bunch of uh, characters here. So his, sitcom, his uh, superhero team is called Sitcom. <laughs> Special International Tactical Corp for Observation and Monitoring. The leader... I like this passion. (laughs) The leader is Dr. Heathcliff Huxtable. (laughs) (laughs) Old combustible Huxtable always has the moxie and the wit needed for any hairy situation. Whether it's delivering a baby at at a moment's notice... Or arranging an impromptu funeral for a dead fish. Dr. Huxtable <laughs> always has the right answers. Powerhouse is Dan Connor from Roseanne. Right on. <laughs> always lovable until you do one of his daughters wrong. <laughs> then a quick flash of his plaid shirt is the final thing you see before your world goes black. 
brain is Minkus from Boy Meets World. Very smug. He's always got all the answers. He's sitcoms Guy Gardner. Even has the same stupid haircut. Hold on. Minkus? M-I-N-K-U-S? That the blonde kid? Yeah, I'll go with that. Oh, yeah, he does have the kind of Guy Gardner haircut. The heart, a deep cut. The heart underdog, Punky Brewster. Oh. A terrific, plucky, lovable distraction while the rest of the crew gets down to brass tacks. Also sexy. Also comes with her golden retriever, Brandon, who is always down for some sweet tricks. Also, <laughs> if you use the modern-day Punky... I don't know anything about the modern-day Punky. Modern there is day a modern-day Punky. punky. Alright. She has a killer rack. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read far enough. That's, that's still a special power. And this one, this is great. And thank you, Jody, for all this <laughs> uh, team. Wild card is Lynn Belvedere from Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> <laughs> don't I don't even know if I ever knew his first name. Me neither. Lynn. 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 L-Y-N? L-Y-N. Don't let the sweater jacket... Is he still alive? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm on it. Okay. Don't let the sweater jacket and charm fool you. Lynn Belvedere is a former operative of Her Majesty's Secret Service and was responsible for over 300 kills during his active service before settling in through to an unassuming role during the 1980s as a housekeeper in the Pittsburgh area, then says shameless pandering while still performing occasional operations on U.S. soil during the Cold War for Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher. His greatest victory and untimely death came dismantling the human cyborg known as Vicky from Small Wonder. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, Jody. That was awesome. Everybody, if you like that, go to uh, iTunes and check out That Old Comic Smell. Uh, Mr. Belvedere, Christopher Hewitt died August 3rd, 2001. That's a shame. That is a shame. So, again, thank you, Joey. Um, is this going... Are we going to do one more fan team? Yes, uh, Yeah, I think he's got one more, you got one. Then I get into our last round? Yeah, then we can get into our last round. How are we on time? Good. See, all right, I'm, I'm glad you're back. Because you, you should be here for this. We've got plenty of time. Fantastic. So we're gonna we're gonna get into um, another another uh, fan team that's not as tongue in cheek as Jody's sitcom team. Though I would watch that show in a heartbeat. Even oh, we if too. They dug up definitely Mr. Belvedere's corpse. Like Weekend at Bernie style. Right. This next team. Weekend at Lynn's. <laughs> this next team comes from my good brother, Matthew, who took some serious liberties with the criteria that I specifically told him to follow. Brother to the show. His first his first pick as leader, Sidney Crosby. <laughs> Matthew. Pittsburgh Penguins, gold medal Olympian, scoring titles, broken records, and a Stanley Cup. That's all. I'd follow that guy into battle. Hater's gonna hate, but this guy's the best in the NHL. I'm confident his mad puck skills will carry over into war. What's gonna happen when Megatron blows his head off? It would be dead in a second. I 
haven't seen an eye roll by you since... By me, let's be specific. Ian Sharpley, By Ian Sharpley. When when the the name Sidney Crosby was read, I haven't seen an eye roll like that since I heard the word Scrooge McDuck. (laughs) (laughs) A whole week later. And I I suppose Sidney Crosby would be... A A sacrificial lamb. A good leader, unless... They're fighting the war against the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> yeah, which they're, I think they're Sydney currently Crosby, losing that war. Sidney Crosby would be a, a great leader. His powerhouse is Inspire Pick, Brock Sampson from the Venture Brothers. Well done. Okay. He says, ladies' man and virtually indestructible. Sampson uses his irresistible brawn to save the Ventures from constant peril. Plus, he has a sick charger. I don't know anything about Brock Samson except what he looks like. That's that's it. He's Hopefully, ex- he could take out R.J. Umberger. <laughs> His brain, and I knew someone was going to do this. Walter White of Breaking Bad fame. Fair. White uses brains over brawn to thwart opponents like the Feds, drug cartels, and even those closest to him. Hero or villain, he's one smart guy. And also think he will be capable to bring a tech aspect that I cherish. He has tech knowledge. This team, so far, a little brittle. <laughs> also, at that, at that meth factory, he can also make a good medic. True. Yeah, he could. Just Sidney Crosby's going to need it. <laughs> yeah, how is he with concussions? When Optimus Prime stomps him into dust, <laughs> Walter White's going to need to put him back together. For an underdog, he picked Luke Skywalker. Farm boy to, to decorated Jedi Knight, Skywalker put the kibosh on the Galactic Empire with a little help from his friends. Plus, he uses a lightsaber. Who didn't make lightsabers as a child? We all made lightsabers as a child. Yes. With our penises. And as an adult. Actually, I did it with my urine. Well, that was more... Actually, I guess that's more of a Ghostbusters... Crossing the strings kind of mm-hmm. thing, yeah. Yeah, though that first Luke Skywalker figure did have a yellow lightsaber, which was a little more like urine than the streams. I used to piss. Well, it depends on what you eat. In the then bowl, you can go all Jedi against my brother at the same time, and whoever ran out of piss first <laughs> lost the lightsaber. That was <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old P wars of the eighties. Look at how P wars. <laughs> and for his final pick on the team, the wild card. A little indie character known as Secretion. Ha <laughs> ha, fuck you. <laughs> Ian Sharpley's childhood brainchild. Why not throw the most disgusting character ever created into the mix? I wish Secretion would have gained as much credit as I feel he should have. Then he could be coming or blowing his nose or whatever the fuck it is he does into the hearts of readers, besides just the big characters from DC and Marvel. That really you know, touches a soft spot my soul, Matt. So, thank you so much. Was Secretion a straight-up good guy? He, he was like a Spawn-ish kind of character. He's like an anti-hero, hobo, snot, semen, So, if someone, if someone was dying, would save him, but he wouldn't Probably. save him. Probably. It would be, it would, save him, but they'd be covered in, like, grossness, grossness. at that point. So, yeah. Did you understand, then, like, how much of a pain in the ass that would be to draw? Constantly oh, yeah. drawing semen on stuff? Yeah, that's probably why it never got done. Mm. So thank you, 
Thank little you, brother Matthew. for submitting a team. Um, I have another team from Ray. Stance? No, no. <laughs> he says this is his first draft, but this is the only one that I got. So. <laughs> his leader is Captain America. Good uh, leader. Good powerhouse leader. Shazam for air support. Strong. Service. All right. Brains Beast. Brain, oh, beast yeah. also. Yeah. For the heart wild card, the Flash. Yeah. I'll assume Barry Allen. We'll go heart, with that. Heart, yeah. And for uh, yeah, for the final uh, for wild card, it's Psylocke. It's a good team. Very nice. And I said, good Psylocke for hotness, and he says. Hotness and telepathy, but mostly hotness. When I was putting my team together, I was um, I was worried about flight. I wanted to get someone on the team that could fly. I didn't. So I think the Shazam pick is a, is a good pick. Mm-hmm. And uh, one more fan list from Zach Daniels. He actually submit, submitted this within minutes of us posting it. Uh, the leader would be Rick from The Walking Dead. Brain would be Batman simply because he's a genius and loaded. Win twice, good biz. <laughs> Marv from Sin City would be his powerhouse. Ooh. Inspired. Pick. Does Marv have any supernatural type powers? He's just a No, he's, he's just, just a tough guy. Old timey he's just an old timey tough guy. So he will also be stomped into dust by Optimus Prime. It sounds like this is a, a real-world style list. It does. Like fictional characters, mm. real world. Yeah. Heart underdog would have to be Bilbo Baggins. Okay, that goes out the window, what I just said. Yeah, but he's, he's, still, he's still in the range. Okay, and, all right. And then the wild card would have to be Dommy the Dingus, being you, buddy. Oh, oh you are a wild card. Because he loves screaming wild card. That's, a, that's an inspired. Thing. I do love screaming wild card. Now, do. you know, I thought about you, Rick Daniels. Grimes as as a leader because, I mean, they they always talk about you're our leader, Rick. You're the we we trust you. But let's face it, he's kind of a horrible leader. He has gotten everybody killed. That's not good leadership. All he's done is kept himself and his kid alive. As cool. long as he can find a new cool. encamp- as long as he can cool. find a new encampment, he's got new troops. So, and everyone just points to him as the leader anyway, so go to those guys. Die. I feel like he's... I think it's pretty tough to keep everyone intact in that world. But he's keeping, like, nobody intact. I mean, almost everybody... Coral. 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 But, for real, and he even will sometimes think about just himself or his son before the group. So he doesn't have the the team's best interest at heart as much as himself, and he's in survival mode. So I'm going to dispute Rick Grimes as a quality leader. I'm not sure how good he would be in a any kind of real assault, um, any kind of strategy in space. That puts him more as our brains rather than the you know the way that we establish yeah. brains. I would say Rick Grimes would be more of the heart character because of the way the other Walking Dead characters naturally gravitate to him. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much the leader. Good heart guy. Good heart. I mean, he is the leader in Walking Dead. I just don't think he's good at it. He hasn't done a lot to prove that. 
He's he's done a good job at survival. Especially after getting the hand cut off. Oh, spoiler alert! It's like in the third <laughs> issue. <I know. laughs> so Dom, why don't you why don't you lead us in the final mile here and uh are we, gonna, are we going to then do honorable mention for each position if you have one? Or yeah, I think we have. Maybe we can, okay. we can toss that. those around at the end. Okay. Um, my wild card, I went with Harrison Ford himself, Han Solo, as my wild card. I like it. That's good. The new who? Han Solo. No, I went to I went Spectrum. You got to figure in a new hope. He's having a nice, friendly conversation with Greedo, and then blasts yeah, him under the table. Yeah, but you can only pick him from one point in time. Like, you either get that young novice Han Solo or, you know, General Solo from Return of the Jedi. I'm going to go with Because he's Han a different Solo. guy by the time you get the job. His heart is probably still more with the, with the Rebel Alliance, but I think he's still overall just the same guy. Because I'm going to say, and, and, like, I, I went with Han Solo... As a character, because in A New Hope, he's having a conversation with Greedo and then just blasts him under the table. No no will, just, hey, you know what? Greedo or Jabba wants you dead, and he's like, I bet he does. And boom. In Empire, he willingly drives headfirst into an asteroid field. I'll, yeah. give you, I'll give you A New Hope on Solo, because you don't know where his allegiances lie just yet. Right. He's, that's the wild card on Solo. So by the time he gets to Empire, I mean, he's he's with the Alliance. He's part of. The so you don't know. I still him. think he, he fits. You still don't know what he's doing. He has a job out there, and you don't know what he's going to do to go get that job done. Like you got to figure in. Okay, we'll go to my in Jedi. He's like uh, Chewbacca winds up stealing an ATST, and then Han says, "You know what, Chewie, she's hurt." No, wait, I got a plan. And then that's when he puts on the Imperial helmet and baits all the Imperials out. You know what? That's general or not. That's still a pretty wild card move. Wild card. Wild card. So I went, I didn't even, I went Han, if I want to go specific, I'll say Han Solo, original trilogy. Star Wars getting some play tonight. Yeah. We'll have to do, as it usually does on the McSauce Star Wars podcast. We'll have to do uh, genre total or, you know, how many Star Wars characters end up on these teams initially I didn't want to go so comic book heavy but like when I just really thought about characters I've really enjoyed over the last last so many years the ones that have really stuck out were really well written comic book characters which brings me to my wild card pick John Constantine that's pretty good magic brings the magic quality that you, you always need a magic guy. I think you do. That's a hole in your armor if you don't have it, I think. Hellboy can bring some magic, but Constantine can really bring that expertise. And he's a wild card because even now in the new in the new 52 DC universe, he'll he'll turn on you if just to get what he needs. So he's the guy you're not really gonna be able to trust the entire time he's on the team. Smokes a lot of cigarettes. A lot of cigarettes. I need to get some smoke detectors and that gigantic base. It's true. But I, I like I like John Constantine. He's human, but he has, you know, the magic to be able to be a little more durable. You can send him out in the field. He can get shit done. If you're going to run it up against a Superman, whip some magic on that guy. 
probably may uh, meet his match if someone picked Stephen Strange as their wild card. But I, I like I like John Constantine for the wild card. I like Constantine. I like that pick. Well, I didn't pick Doctor Strange as my wild card. I considered it. Did wild- you? Yeah, I did. For wild card? For brain. But mm. then I was like, ah. But I do have somebody that might be able to go toe-to-toe magic-wise, and as well as pull from that demonic realm that Hellboy goes with. Al Simmons, Spawn. Ooh. Ooh. Gives you, you a little bit of blackness. Blackness gives you that diversity that we're always looking for. soul on that team. <laughs> I like that. Um, he's, he's uh, you know, he has the magical powers to help the team Al out. Green playing up in the HQ. <laughs> he also is a highly trained assassin. He has that angle, so if he's not going to use those powers, he can just go toe-to-toe with people with a, with a gun or a knife. Pretty powerful cat. But when it comes down to it, he can he can pull from the depths of hell <laughs> to help out Team Sharply. So Al Simmons spawn. Cool pick. Thanks. Nice pick. I thought you'd like that. Matt, do you have a wild card for us? Yes. The way I looked at the wild card position is who is going to do the dirty work? Who's gonna do the things of moral ambiguity. Who is going to do the things that the rest of the team they don't even want to know about. Like They want to have blinders on to what this character is capable of doing. John Constantine. That's why I like all your picks so far. That's why I'm kind of thinking for you, Dom, a new hope Han Solo more than Return of the Jedi Han Solo. But, I didn't know we were going specifics. Well, either or. I, I still like right. the pick. But I'm, I was torn. I, I had two guys that I really like, but ultimately... Will somebody shut that bird up? I'm trying to... <laughs> <laughs> We're podcasting in here, bird. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a falcon. <laughs> okay, so... You tell me how the falcon is, is your wild That's card. card. That's a, that was a precursor. Uh, actually... No, it's the Punisher. The Punisher is my wild card. Wild card. I consider Punisher. Um, Which version? Welcome back, Frank. uh, Well, to stick with um, my space theme, I'm going with Space Punisher. Space Punisher. (laughs) Of course you would. (laughs) So the Punisher is the right guy for my team because he's the guy that will uh, kill if need be. Um, (laughs) He will shoot a bird out of the air. He'll kill that damn bird. Uh, oh my god, bird. I think you, you're right. You do need somebody that's ruthless as the wild card. If they, if they need to, but still has the, the team's best interest at heart. You know, is still a, a team-oriented character. Um, but, but he is the guy that will do the things that, that need to be done in order right. to succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, you know, I think he can also do the the covert stealthy missions if if need be, given his military background. Uh, and um, yeah, he's uh, he can be quite creative as well if if he needs to send a message on behalf of the team. I like that pick. I I considered Punisher as a wild card. I'm a big Punisher fan, so. 
Good well, I'm a big Spawn fan, so we can like each other's wild cards. I like your whole team, buddy. I like your whole team. Some, some solid teams. So, let's do a quick run-through of who didn't make a cut. Who almost, almost made it, but didn't quite get there. Dom, be your runner-up. I didn't know that you had a leader no, Cyclops. Uh, it was, I, I've always been leaning towards Cyclops. I, I, you picture a guy like Superman. You get a guy like Batman. But I didn't want to go in that direction. And I think, I think Cyclops always was floated to the top of the, the list regardless of who else mm-hmm. I wanted to choose. Mm-hmm. My runner-up for leader was Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly. Oh, yeah. Character made famous by Nathan Fillion. Castle, yeah. Because while while he's not the best leader, always has the best of intentions. Yeah. And like Optimus Prime, he will do whatever it takes to get his team out unscathed. Yeah, it's always it's he it's the team first. I like yeah. Malone. Ian, I have Roland from the Dark Ooh. Tower series. Uh, maybe not quite as powerful as some of the other characters, but he's a time traveler and dimension traveler adaptable to different places and environments. I think that he was a leader of his quartet and was able to, well, you know, not to spoil anything, but he got the job done, I think. Brings a wealth of knowledge with him to the leadership role. He does. Um, so I thought that, uh, that that would be a, a good alternate pick. Not runner-up leader. Well, you know, Captain America to me seems like the obvious choice. Like, I probably realistically considered him, but my first choice was actually going to be Hannibal from the A-Team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hannibal, Very nice. thank you. Hannibal, if you think about it, his men never get hurt. They've never got shot, <laughs> killed, maimed in any leader, way. Yeah. He always gets his men in and out with a successful mission at the end. Um, I think he's got a 100% success rate with zero casualties. So you're saying he shares the same superpower as Longshot? Apparently. Well, Hannibal, he has a great love for cigars, like myself. He loves it when a plan comes together. He sure does. Like Like myself. Excellent pick. Dom, power off, runner up. Just make one up. Don't have one. All right. Oh, I, 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 was, I was here for one list. And I brought one list. His list was so good, he doesn't need a backup list. While the rest of us are talking, think about your runners-up for the last three. I, I might have those guys. My runners-up for Powerhouse, like I said earlier, was, was Supergirl. Because I like I wanted to get some diversity along those same lines. Also but then again, you were like, ah, white dudes. White crackers, that's how I roll. Uh, but I also thought about putting Gamora on the team. But she also has, you know, she's she has that, um, the, you know, the dichotomy of being smaller frame chick who can like pick up a car and just smash someone over the face with it. That's a tough lady, and sexy. And she bang Richard Richard Rider's brains out. The only Nova that I will acknowledge. Ian, give us a runner up. <laughs> I had uh, Thor from Thor: The Dark World, but I also had Colossus. Mm. Um, in there, I think he's he's one. Like I mentioned before, I don't really gravitate towards strong powerhouse characters, but 
Colossus is a... He's got uh, a sensitive soul. He, he does, he does. He has like a... Like, like, a, soul, like a poet's soul, almost. He does. So I liked that. Give him the juggernaut helmet that he currently wears, and I think he's pretty unstoppable. So that would be someone that I would have on my team. What do they call him? Juggernosis? 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 I don't know. Matt, do you have a power house runner up? Well, I guess the Incredible Hulk. Um, Any version of the Incredible Hulk? Well, I'll go with the smart version. Uh... The one that Banner can control, because obviously if it's just a raging monster, that wouldn't be as effective as a raging monster that is in control. Didn't matter when they decided to make a Red Lantern book. Did you ever consider the Red Hulk? The, um... Oh, yeah. Colonel Ross, who maintains all of his knowledge, plus military uh, expertise. That would be a good pick, I think. That would be. Um, but I've already made my pick. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to go back. Hey, I was just trying to augment your team, trying to help out a friend, a good friend. I'm going with, um, with with Banner. Good classic. Dom, brain, runner up. Uh, I was tossing back and forth. He was mentioned earlier with one of the other uh, Colin voters, but I was going to go with Hank McCoy, Beast. Smart guy. Beast is my backup. Super hairy. Smart guy. Take care of himself in the physical department, too. Don't need to leave him back at the base. My runners-up for brain were Batman. I didn't want to go big with the teams. I wanted a little... Find a little more niche characters, but Batman has it all. I mean, if we were really putting together teams, you'd be dumb to leave Batman off for some position. Uh, so I was thinking Batman or Man-at-Arms from He-Man. Because hmm. my man is a tech genius... And he has a killer mustache. Except in the action figure. It was so suspiciously vacant. So sad. So sad. So sad. Ian, runner-up. I had Dr. Manhattan as my oh. runner-up. But he doesn't give a crap about humanity. would think that he would be hard to manage. So that was one of my runner-ups. My second runner-up is the Flash, Barry Allen. Smart guy. Smart guy. Smart Fast guy. And if he doesn't know something, he can read it like Johnny Foss. Input. Input. Matt, brain, runner-up. Mr. Fantastic. He was a, He was also a runner-up for me. Is there anybody smarter? I don't think there is. Done. I don't even no. remember who my original brain was. In the greater though. comic book universes. Like, who was your brain? It was uh, General Fromm, right? Isn't yeah. he considered the... He's, I would think Mr. Fantastic is the bra- biggest brain spanning Marvel and DC universe. Isn't it always a debate between him and Tony Doctor Doom, Tony Banner, terrific? Isn't or Reese isn't is Mr. Mr. Terrific like the there? fifth smartest? Or yeah, something but weird. I feel like I feel like you know Hank's more like a biology expertise. Tony's a tech expertise, but Reed Richards just seems to know everything. Yeah, like his knowledge spans all different kinds of sciences. Do you feel like he's a little scatterbrained, like? He couldn't be reined into this team that we're building here if he was just a brain, if he wasn't the leader. I think when push came to shove in a situation, he would he would get the job done. You could rein him in for the small time he needed to go build whatever he needed, come up with a plan and get it out of it. Megatron's just going to blow his face off. That's why you have Optimus Prime, to take that hit, to save his team. 
Dominic, do you have a uh, heart? Do you have a brain? What you said? I said, do you have a brain? Heart, the, I was kind of going back and forth. I wasn't sure if he was going to fit in the category or not, but I was going to go with, like, Tim Drake Robin. Like, I was just thinking, you got a, you got a, you got a kid who so actively good. went out and found who Batman was. Uh, you got a kid who joined up. He wants to be in the battle. His, his, he's, he wants to fight. He sees Batman's crusade, and he's all for it. He wants to be part of it. He wants to be right there in the action. So I was going to go with uh, Robin, more specifically Tim Drake. I also chose Tim Drake for my runner-up. Because, like Dom said, Tim wanted in from the beginning. He doesn't have the deep, dark past. He didn't, his parents didn't get killed from the very beginning. He saw a good cause, noble moral compass just wanted in to fight the good fight and you know young kid moral guy guys are going to look out for him guys are going to rally around just like you know characters have done around Dick Grayson for years you know Tim has that same kind of magnitude I like Tim Drake from everyone up yeah I, I had Peter Parker as one of my runner ups play it out next I don't think that you can go wrong <laughs> <laughs> I also had Katniss Everdeen as uh, oh, one of my heart picks. Interesting. Very interesting heart pick. I like that. Yeah. Mostly because she has breasts. That's what we're going for. Heart pick. Savage Dragon. Savage Dragon. Heart and power. Runner up. Yeah. Yeah. He could he could do both, but I thought that uh, heart was an interesting category for him because he uh, he joined the good fight. Uh, he woke up with no memory of who he was. He he basically enters the world as a clean slate with incredible abilities. And he joined the police force to fight against other beings just like him. Not just like him, but other super powerful criminals. A side that he could have joined and prospered easily. So he woke up with amnesia, but was still able to determine what's right. Yeah, right. he had... He had uh, a vast wealth of knowledge. He just had none about himself. Like, he knew who the president was. He could speak different languages. Um, he, he knew all kinds of shit. But what he didn't know was where he came from, what his name was, how he got there. So um, he decided to join the Chicago Police Department and fight evil the, the legal way. And he was the, the the good guy's only fighting chance. And uh, he did it amongst, like, over, you know, the span of so many issues, he did it amongst being hated by the public for being a freak. And he was possessed at one point, and he went on a rampage, and he was hated even more. Uh, no one likes a possession rampage. No, no. But he saved the world, like, countless times, and... He's, he's a pretty big-time superhero, so... Uh, yeah, that's where the heart... I wish your team could have two hearts, because that's a good pick. Thanks. But they can't. They can only have one. Dominic, what's your runner-up wild card pick? Um, I had two. I'm going back and forth between uh, Gambit and or Wolverine. Two terrible picks. 
I'm just kidding about it. <laughs> See, I think I think yeah, Gambit's just, good because the word card is in it. That's true. He can throw that wild he card. He can throw right that out. wild <laughs> card. Like a Joker, like Uno card. So, I, under- I understand Wolverine. Why Gambit? Because um, he's Wolverine like... Probably. He's Wolverine 90s. Probably. Like, he, like, you don't, like he's, he's in it for the team. He's in it for himself. Like, like I, really, the same reason why I have Wolverine. He's in it for the team. He's in it for himself. He's going to do what's best to keep everyone else safe, but he's going to do his own thing because that's what he wants to do. So you're going to get a fighter out of him. You're just not sure if you're going to get 100% or 50%. Which the Penguins seem to be giving lately. My runner-up wild card pick is Cassidy from Preacher. Nice. Strong power set. He's a vampire. Apparently unkillable. Take a couple bullets. Very well. Pretty bad. Um, can't really keep him in the sun for too long. But strong as shit. And if you unleash him on some folks, he's gonna he's gonna do some damage. But you don't really know where his, well his loyalties lie with himself. He's absolutely a selfish character who will help out if it helps his own cause. Or which he doesn't even yeah, which, which he do. doesn't even really understand most of the time what his own cause is. So, you know, I think he could be a, a huge asset to a team, but a gigantic liability. I agree. Yeah. I also had Cassidy as one of my picks. Uh, Rorschach from... For a wildcard pick? For a wildcard pick, yeah. Rorschach from... Uh, nice. Watchmen is uh, also another pick. Someone that has a... He has a real black and white... Right and wrong. How about that? His name's Rorschach. Yeah. And uh, for those who don't know... <laughs> What's his real name? Kovacs? Yeah, Walter Kovacs. Walter Kovacs. And um, he follows his own set of ethics, but I think that uh, he also falls in line with what Matt was saying, where he will do the dirty work and the real grisly stuff that Optimus Prime isn't going to want to get his robotic hands dirty in. True. Good call. Good pick. I like Rorschach. It was so good that that's what mine was for my runner-up. Yeah? Yeah. 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 We have a couple of similar picks, man. I think so. I was I was quickly trying to think of a different runner-up, but I wasn't able to. <laughs> Do you want to send us home with anyone else, or just Rorschach? Um, I, I, I off the top of my head, I don't have a quality pick. Rorschach has a quality pick. Ian, thanks for stealing it, douchebag. That's what I do. Thanks to everyone for submitting their teams. I think um, feel free to continue submitting teams if you haven't and you listen to this episode and you want to get involved. You know, you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. You know where to find us. Um, you know. Send us your teams. You know, I think we're, we may get uh, another episode of uh, some team building. Yeah, we might even think about building villain team to fight these hero teams that we've constructed. So, but that's for another podcast because next podcast will be the big Spider-Man episode, and then after that, maybe a villain team. Well, and then after that... Is that a Capron episode? No. The X-Men. The Monsters one. 
Will, they, will that be right after another no, Spider-Man? I think we'll do Mimosa? Spider-Man, and then we'll do our Spider-Man Mixos movie review episode, and then it'll that be... Movie Monsters. Movie Monsters, yeah. That sounds good to me. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter. Let us know what you think. Send us some teams. My name's Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Matt Casal. And special guest, Dominic Yossi. That's our guy. We'll see you next time. Bye. nice episode.